0: Hi, I'm Jen White, and this is Reset. Today on the show...
1: Mahomes throws, pass, caught, Williams, touchdown, Kansas City! You're the MVP of Super Bowl 54. Where
2: are you going? Something I've wanted to say my whole life. I'm going to Disney World. That's Kansas City
0: quarterback Patrick Mahomes celebrating his team's Super Bowl 54 victory on Sunday. As the team celebrates their first championship trophy in half a century, the NBA is preparing for one of its biggest weekends of the year. Of course, we're getting set for uh, All Star Weekend in the Windy City. Rising stars on
2: Friday, on Saturday, all the. I uh, cannot wait to go to Chicago. I cannot. You
1: know, it's my second favorite city.
0: So, what do these games have in common? Well, Illinois residents weren't able to bet on the Super Bowl, and they won't be able to bet on the NBA All-Star Game either. Last June, Illinois passed a bill legalizing sports betting, but almost eight months later, it still hasn't launched. I sat down with NBC Sports sports betting analyst Sam Panayotovich and Rush Street Gaming CEO Greg Carlin to discuss the future of sports gambling in Illinois. Sam kicked things off with when he thought Illinois sports betting will finally be ready.
2: It's funny Jen the people that are saying now that it'll be ready by March Madness told us when the bill was signed in the summer that we'd have it by football season mm-hmm. so it keeps getting moved down the chain a little bit but I think April is probably a good gauge. March Madness, yes, maybe. But remember, March Madness starts early in March, like March 17th, March 18th. I think we're closer to the final four, uh, which is in early April. They've done a a bang-up job, though, getting this gaming board in order. It took some time, but I think we're closer than many people think.
0: What else has caused this delay for it to launch?
2: Well, they, they keep saying we want to cross the T's and dot the I's, which means absolutely nothing to me. I just think that they didn't realize that many conglomerates are going to wait out and see how Illinois plays through. Because these licenses and taxes, let's be real, they're a lot of money. For a license, $10 million is a lot of bread. And the tax rate in Illinois is, is going to be 15 percent, not to mention 2 percent in Cook County. So you're paying 17 percent taxes. For comparison, Iowa, Nevada, about 7 percent. So there are people that are just waiting to see how the regulations play out and how they'll implement some of these rules and regs before they jump in. They don't have to jump in. They can jump in when they want, but. Some people have the money, and the people that are first are going to be advantageous. I mean, Greg, your take,
0: because your, your company owns Rivers Casino and Des Plaines, what's your, your take on this?
1: So, Sam, I'm going to take the under on that. I think that uh, our goal is to be open uh, by, by March Madness. And I hope and, you are. And, the, um, and while it's taken a long time, that the, the gaming board's made some uh, recent movement with putting out regs and um, – yeah, we've 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 met with them as well, and so we're we're you know hopeful that we'll be open by by March Madness.
0: Sam, are there specific hurdles that they still have to jump?
2: Not necessarily. I think the biggest issue at first was to make sure that they had the right people in place. Um, you know, when you sign the bill though in June, we live in a, a me first society. We want 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 right. We we order Uber Eats, we order Amazon, we want it right away. And I think they've done a good job of making sure that everybody is happy. Because with this bill, remember, this wasn't just a sports betting bill, Senate Bill 690. This was crammed in with a bunch of other things. And in this state, everybody has to get their back scratched. I think everybody is sort of happy with what they're getting. So I agree with Greg. I mean, like, if it's mid-March or if it's April, it's the same thing. Just get it right. Don't rush to do it because it's not about the gold mining right away. This is something that if it's done right— you'll get money hand over fist, not for months, not for years, but for decades. This is not going to go away. This is only going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. We're talking about $6 billion, Jen, that was wagered on the Super Bowl. That's one event, and that's legal and illegal bets. Imagine what the state could do with all that money. Now it's not going to be $6 billion, but if you add in millions of dollars per month and add all the months together,
0: we're talking about a lot of money. Well, Greg, as I mentioned, your company owns Rivers Casino and Des Plaines. What logistics are you... Working out between now and hopefully this launch in March, as you said
1: sure so so we 've actually prepared for this, and what we did is we have a, a venue in our property called the cube, uh, and we actually have spent about four and a half million dollars turning it into a sports bar it 's got we 've got a forty seven foot tv you know it 's like a sports book in las vegas we 've done all that work we've spent the money we 've built it out. So now we're we're just waiting to get approved, and we're you know we're going to put in that we've got betting windows. We're going to put in kiosks, and so that's why we think we'll be ready for for March Madness.
0: What kind of conversations have you had with lawmakers throughout this process?
1: Well, so prior to the bill passing in June, um, you know obviously it's something that we were interested in. So we you know I actually took a trip to Springfield, which I hadn't done in a long time, and um, you know we just spent time talking about sports betting and trying to educate them about you know what different what different states are doing and, and how to. to put together a bill in Illinois that would be successful for both the state from tax standpoint and for the operators.
0: Well, once it is officially launched, I want to get into specifics about what legal sports betting will look like in Illinois. Sam, starting with just the number of casinos.
2: Well, initially you'll have the three that have applied for the licenses. We have the Rivers Group that is applied and will get their license. Same with Elgin and Alton. But uh, the bill calls for 10 sports books up front, but with growth for more. And then when you add in the 18-month moratorium for the mobile uh, mobile sports betting, um, that could bring in other companies that are working in other states. For example, Bet Indiana. Uh, Right now, they're just a little bit priced out of that $25 million mobile license. But that might go down in a couple of years when maybe people don't have $25 million. I think all in all, we'll have probably, I don't know, Greg, what do you think, 15 to 20 brick and mortar places uh, within the first, I'd say the first two years. I think it's a good number. Now, they call for 10 and they can call for all these mobile shops, but people have to pony up to pay for the licenses, right? And, and I think that's the issue that we had in this state because Governor Pritzker had this figure in his head that I'm going to get $200 million up front from the licenses, so that's you know, ten brick and mortar and a couple mobile. Um but I think, you know, three to five years from now, you'll probably have fifteen to twenty hardwired casinos sportsbooks where you can bet on sports. Greg, do you
0: think about the same number over the next few years?
1: Yes, but so, so the way the bill works, it's actually um it's it's unique in that the casinos each got a license, the the operating racetracks each got a license, and they can put uh, retail sports books in O T B facilities up to three. And then also Something else unique about Illinois is that each of the stadiums with, I think it's, I don't know what the capacity is, um, 17,000 capacity, they, they each had a license as well. And each of the licenses are different. And then on top of that, the lottery was actually given a right to do parlay take parlay bets at all lottery. Outlets. What does that mean? So a parlay is actually when you're betting on a, a two two outcome event and, it, and it's got a bigger path. So instead of betting on the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl minus one and a half, you're going to bet on the Chiefs and the over together. And then there's a, there's a higher path. And so. you have to win both right, in a parlay both. or right. you lose. Correct. Well,
0: well, that gets me to my next question about specifically what people can bet on. I mean, can you Bet during a football game on whether or not the next play is going to be a run or a, a pass. Can you bet on balls and strikes in baseball? I mean, what
2: what? how does this work? Famously, Al Leiter went to Congress and said, Well, if I'm a pitcher and I know that I can bet on ball or strike, you shouldn't be betting $50,000 on balls and strikes. That, that's not a bet. You can't bet that in baseball. Um, will this player get a hit or will he make an out? That is a bet in some markets. In football, will the pass be complete or incomplete the next pass? Will this field goal be made, yes or no? There, there have been so many different ways of implementing more ways to take your bets because it's all about taking your bets.
1: Right With technology, in-game betting. Is has is been a is huge success in Europe. In fact,
0: and what do you mean by in-game betting? This it, is all new to me. <laughs> sure, sure. So, so
1: if, if you're betting on the the, the outcome of an, of a game, that's that's not in-game. In-game is like betting on whether the, there's going to be a field goal or if they're going to make the field goal or not, or what what the score is going to be at the end of a run. In tennis, for example, you can bet on. Every point of a tennis match, you can bet on the, the you know the game, the set. So those are all in game betting opportunities. Um, you know, for the Super Bowl this past week, I don't know if you the, the, if you saw it, but in certain states, in Indiana, you, you could have bet on the color that the Gatorade they were going to pour on the coach's orange. head. Orange, orange by the way, orange, and that was a pretty good payout actually. Um, now, you know, sports books aren't going to take a lot of you know large bets on that as sam said but you know to for a novel bet you can bet on the, the coin flip of the of the you know the, the the opening coin flip so there are all kinds of different yeah factors. 15
2: years ago you could only bet pre-flop and by pre-flop i mean before the game you could bet on the teams or the point total which is a, a an aggregate number between two teams the average number say in a football game it's 51 you could say there will be more or less than 51 fast forward to today. Where you can bet at any point in any game, and the game is much like a market. So if a team goes up fourteen to nothing, there's a new point spread at that point in the game. If the team that was down fourteen to nothing ties at fourteen to fourteen, at that point there's a new spread. So the spreads are currently are constantly being churned out at different points of every game, depending on what had just happened. A big interception for a touchdown, the line will change. A, b- a blocked punt the line will change. It, it's a market, but it's a, it's a market inside that specific game. Greg, how,
0: how important is that role of technology? I mean, these are very
1: complicated uh, bets, it's, and a lot of them, that Sam is laying out as as possibilities. It, it is really important, actually. And, and you know, for, for most folks, the hope is, you're going to bet a small amount of money on, on a lot of you – know, you keep engaged during the game. So you know, what's happened with you know, legalized sports betting in other jurisdictions, you've seen engagement go up. So there's a reason to watch the entire game. So I think the, the, the teams are benefiting because there's more eyeballs, more people watching. You know, maybe if there's, if there's a blowout, well, you can still entertain yourself by you know, making a small wager on, on, on an event that's going to happen.
0: How important is mobile, mobile betting for casinos?
2: So I can give you a number on the Super Bowl last year in New Jersey. And these numbers are still sort of trickling out right now for this past Super Bowl. But if you go back to January 2019, inside the state of New Jersey, 88% of all bets made in the state were on this, on this cell phone that I'm holding in my hand. And the technology is so strong, and Rush will put together an app, and every company will have their own app. This is a sportsbook in my hand in Nevada. Every casino has an app where as long as you're inside the geometric boundary of your state, because remember, you can't bet if you're in Nevada, you can't bet in Utah and vice versa. But as long as you're in Illinois with a mobile device, the GPS will ping that you're inside state lines and you can fire from your couch. You can have the bag of chips here, the cold beer here, and you can pull your phone out and you can bet there. It's different in every state, but if you are shunning the mobile market, you're doing it wrong because so many people have cell phones, and don't want to go anywhere. And I understand people want to to drum up business inside the casinos. You can have it both ways. You have your sportsbook inside your casino, but you cannot ignore the mobile market because everybody under the age of 30 is on their phone Eight hours a day or more.
0: Well, Greg, what has it been like setting up mobile betting for Rivers?
1: So we currently operate two, two actually three different mobile sports betting sites. Uh, one is in New Jersey, and then there's two in Pennsylvania. And as Sam said, it's it's really a majority of the betting. So in, in New Jersey, the Super Bowl is 88, percent but if you look at the full year of 2019, um, there was about 300 million of sports betting revenue in the state, and I think 86 percent of that was was done mobily. Now. Uh, New Jersey is unique in that all the casinos are actually located in Atlantic City, which is further away from the population. I mean, a lot of the population in New Jersey is closer to New York City, closer to Philadelphia. Um, but, but so that is probably a little bit on the high side. But generally, mobile is going to be probably 80 percent plus of, of the Illinois market a few years out.
0: Well, Iowa and Indiana already have sports gambling. As the legislation stands right now, Sam, how do the rules in Illinois compare to those states? Are we borrowing a lot of from places who are already uh,
2: deep in sports betting? I don't know that we're borrowing. I think you just look at the tax rate, though, and, and some of the fees, the licenses. So for a license in Indiana, we're talking low six figures for a license very attainable for a lot of companies to come in and, and get wet, if, if you want to put it that way. But in Illinois, $10 for for brick and mortar and $20 million for an online license. And then the tax rate goes up. Um, Iowa, 6.75. Indiana, about 10%. Illinois is a little bit higher. So it just comes out of the books bottom line at the end of the day. It, it's more expensive to operate a sports book in Illinois than it is in Iowa or in Indiana. Now, that doesn't mean that people won't come because the population in Illinois is much larger than in Iowa and Indiana. But I've had sportsbook people in Nevada tell me, and this is not a lie, they run sportsbooks in Nevada, in New Jersey, and in Mississippi, and they look at Illinois and say, that's a lot of money. We're okay. going to sit this one out. Other companies are, are more willing to jump in, but that's really the biggest knock on the Illinois legislation is that it's just too expensive.
1: Greg, your thoughts? Yeah, Sam, Sam makes a good point, but I will say this. If you look at Pennsylvania, I think that Illinois modeled some of the, the, the bill on Pennsylvania. The the application for the sports betting license fee was $10 million. And the tax rate is thirty six. Thirty six—that's a yeah, lot. So it's, it's really most high. expensive. And on top of that, most people don't don't realize this, but sports betting is the one um, gaming. Uh, vertical where there's actually a federal tax, so we pay an excise tax of a quarter percent of handle, which works out to roughly ad- an additional five percent. So in Pennsylvania, the, the tax rate's forty percent, whereas here in Illinois, it's going to be fifteen percent. And we think that's reasonable. Actually, in New Jersey, mobile they have a different rate for mobile and a different rate for for retail. So mobile sports betting tax is thirteen and a half. And then retail is like 8%. So, But but here in Illinois, it's 15% across the board.
0: Lots of numbers thrown your way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sam, how, how is the state thinking about, you know, potentially losing Illinoisans across state lines the longer they wait for this launch, the longer they take?
2: I, I think it, it tracks back to what I said earlier. That's already water under the bridge. I don't think they need to worry about that because that is such a small sliver of a much larger pie. Um, the bill signed in June of 2019 if we get up and running by March or April, whatever it is, that's such a small period of time in the grand scheme of things. And I think when you look at it, you know, yeah, okay, they missed the Super Bowl and maybe they missed three-fifths of the NCAA tournament. But think about all the things that they have going forward because this is not, like I said, this is not a one-year fix or a two-year fix. This is something that will be around and will only grow and grow and grow. We're talking about – I saw estimations that this will be a five billion dollar industry in America in 2022. Think about the big picture, not about the the money that we missed out on.
0: Well, Greg, as it stands right now, what do you think Illinois is getting right with the law as an operator, and what do you think needs improvement?
1: Well, I know I think in general they got it right. If if you, I think you know the tax rate, while it's a little bit higher, it, it's it seems right. The license fees are are, are you know higher than other jurisdictions. Um, you know the again the eighteen month waiting period. We think that's a good thing as a as a, as a retail operator, and that's a, a long conversation that we can have. Um, so in general, I think that the state really got it right, and I think having the racetracks involved and the lottery, and they're going to over time. I think they're going to generate a fair amount of tax revenue.
0: Well, Sam, we've talked a lot about dollars and and money. Um, and numbers. But I, I want to talk about another side of this, and that's gambling addiction. It's something that people bring up as the state continues to expand gambling. Your thoughts about that? How is the state talking about it?
2: They have allocated money in the budget for problem gambling, and I think that's a good thing to do because there will be a lot of people that don't know what they're doing and will rush and think, oh, I'm pretty good at picking football games. I can pick the winner of these games, and and that's a slippery slope sometimes. But the state has, like I said, they have found money, and they are I don't know the exact number. I believe it's 5 or $10 million will go to problem gaming. Um, and that's not just for sports betting. That's for video poker and for, for any sort of gaming or gambling. So that's good. Um, and, and with all these bets, I mean, I always tell people, please stay within your means. Don't bet more than you have. It's important to have a bankroll. And a bankroll is an allocated amount of money to set aside, right? If you're making X amount a year, take 5% of it and have fun with it. Don't bet it all. Don't bet your whole work check on a football game because these games, I've seen so many games, Jen, that, that are decided by a missed field goal where you think you're going to win and then you lose. The, the ball bounces a certain way and some people lose thousands of dollars. It's very hard to do. The best in the world are 57, 58% success. That doesn't sound like a lot, but that's that's very, very good. Just bet within your means and never, ever bet more than you can afford. Let's talk about the tax dollars from sports betting, what the governor is
0: projecting as, as possible revenue from this in, in the first year.
2: Well, the tax dollars, like I said, they, they looked at the upfront licensing, but the tax rate at 15%. So I, I don't know the exact numbers of how much they'll make in a year, but on, on every, say, $100 bet, okay, and you and I bet $100 each. I win, I get my 100 You lose, the book gets 100 And then the state takes 15 of that 100. And by the book you mean? The sports book Mm -hmm. or the racetrack or the casino. So on their losses, on, on our losses, the state will take 15%. That extrapolated over however much money is bet, that's your figure.
1: So, so what I'd say is it's hard to predict the first year because it's going to be it's new to Illinois. But if you look at metrics in other states, and if you look at the industry experts, uh, Ellers and Kretzich put out a number of seven hundred million, let's say, in year five. So, if if the tax rate's fifteen percent, you're talking about one hundred and five million of tax revenue for the state, plus all the upfront licensing fees, which which Sam mentioned earlier.
2: They've estimated about fifty-eight million dollars annually that the state will make in total, and that's for the first full three sixty-five. $58 million, I don't think that number is going down. If I was buying stock at sports betting, I would uh, I would buy more. So if it's $58 million for the state inside the first 365, we're talking about probably 70 after that, and it will just keep growing because there will be more opportunity, more things to bet, and more people will be interested.
0: Greg, how much of an expansion is this going to require on, on your part in terms of staffing
1: for Rivers? So we're actually doing a job fair right now, and we're, we're probably going to add about, I don't know, 25 or 30 – team members uh, to, you know, to take, you know, to be cashiers in the book. We had some bartenders for the new, for the bar. Uh, and then, you know, we were, we have actually kiosks set up. So we've got about 30 kiosks and, you know, customers generally like the kiosks, like everything else, it's you know, moving, things are moving to kiosks. So we have some betting windows, which, which is traditional for like in Las Vegas, but then we also have the kiosks, which, which people generally like to use.
0: And are these full-time jobs? they come with benefits?
1: Absolutely. Full-time jobs, great benefits. And we, we our benefit package is, is the best in the industry. Our, our health, health plan, 401K match. Um, they're, they're really great jobs, actually. They're, they're, they're living wage jobs.
0: So, Sam, between now and possibly March?
1: I like how you
2: wiggle your fingers. <laughs> I feel the same way. I just
1: wanted
0: to be here. What will you be watching for?
2: I will be getting ready for the men's and women's NCAA basketball tournaments because I have to know all of these teams that get into the field. And, and uh, you know, people always want to know who do you like, what do you like, who's going to win, by how much. Will there be a lot of points, uh, not a lot of points? I'm also paying attention to the Cubs and the White Sox. There's a number on both of those teams for season wins. The Cub number right now is 86. So if you're an optimistic Cub fan, not me, interesting team this year with a rookie manager and a lot of players on one-year deals, you can literally bet over or under on the Cubs. I think the Cubs are in for a tougher year than people think, and I'm excited about my White Sox. The number there is 84.5 in 162 games. Eighty-four and a half wins over or under. So I'm always studying now. Now the football is over. I've got to get into college basketball a lot deeper and uh, getting ready for the daily baseball markets and the future markets. There are so many things and uh, just don't text me from my lock. I mean, people always want to know what a lock is and a lock is a, a surefire bet. Jen, there's no such thing as a lock. I promise. That's. So, end- so, I'll go ahead.
1: Sam, I'm going to save you a seat out at Rivers for the for Final Four. I'll Rivers be for there. The, for the, we'll I'll be there, be- there <laughs>
2: brother.
0: And that's today's Reset. Join us again tomorrow for more conversations about Chicago and the region. And don't forget to connect with us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. We're at WBEZ Reset and I'm at JY Pub Radio. I'm Jen White. Thanks for listening and let's talk again soon.
2: Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR.